In this Advent series, we're looking at each of the characters within our nativity scenes, how the angels greeted each one and how each said yes. They wouldn't have been there at the nativity without having each said yes. And when looking at the characters, honestly, Joseph seemed pretty boring to me. What really did he do to deserve that front row seat at the Savior's birth, right? I mean, he didn't carry him. He wasn't the one that everybody frowned at or looked down upon as he walked through town. It just kind of made me sit there and go, man, this was a pretty lucky guy. He got the front row seat, but he didn't really have to do anything. And then I sat there and I read that text that was just read. So, yes, he's a noble guy. He's respectful. He didn't do the worst possible thing to marry. That wasn't even in his head. Then I continued reading on a little bit more, and he did take care of Mary while she was pregnant. That that whole trek all the way to Bethlehem for the birth and all. But just because you're a good guy and you're a nice travel companion doesn't mean that you get the front row seat to the Savior's birth. And then it hit me. God chose Joseph to be God's earthly father. God chose Joseph to be his legal guardian. That. That's worth the front row seat. Because that's a lot. Joseph, day in and day out, taught Jesus what he knew. He taught him quite a bit. We forget that sometimes others outside of God played a role in raising Jesus. That God didn't do it. By God's self. The Holy Spirit didn't do it with God's help. There were other people, an entire village, raising Jesus, teaching him everything that he needed to know. And these front two people, Mary and Joseph, they were teaching the most. Now, Joseph taught Jesus how to be a carpenter, how to have this trade that no matter where he went, he could always make money. He taught him how to be respectful and humble. He taught him to show dignity to all people just as he had showed to his mother, Mary. In that time period, it was not uncommon when your bride-to-be ended up pregnant for you to be, it was legally allowed for you to stone her to death. Joseph showed dignity and humility. Joseph passed on that peacefulness within himself to Jesus. He taught Jesus how to become a peacemaker so that people would put their stones down and walk away. There are many behind-the-scenes tasks of being a parent, of raising a child, And when Joseph said yes to the angel, this is what he agreed to do. To not just be embarrassed or humiliated during the time of pregnancy and birth. 
but to tend to this day-to-day care and well-being, to love this child as though it were his own. As we're on our Advent Sunday of peace, I find it fitting for us to talk about the man who helped raise our Prince of Peace, who taught Jesus how to be a mediator, how to control his anger, how to calmly voice his perspective and to listen to others and their perspectives. One of my favorite Christmas songs that I can sometimes hear on the radio is that blended medley of Little Drummer Boy and Peace on Earth. David Bowie, Bing Crosby. And it's not because of the melody. It's, it's not my favorite song. But every time I hear it, the reason behind the song makes me happy. It makes me have joy. Because there was a TV program going on. Bing Crosby was there as the main host. David Bowie was his guest. They were signed to do Little Drummer Boy. And David Bowie didn't want to do it. He said, I'm not singing it. Right before the recording, I'm not going to do it. And Bean Crosby said, let's take a break. And he started meddling with the keys. The script writers on the show started rewriting things. They spent 11 hours, just 11, getting it just right. And in under an hour of rehearsal, they had the song that you and I hear now. When I hear that song, peace on earth, let it be, I sit there and hear the story of a compromise, the story that actually brought about peace, because peace isn't quiet stillness. It's not the void of anything. Peace isn't one person getting their way and the other not getting their way. Peace is sometimes just coming together and everybody listening. Everybody finding a new way of living and working together. Peace takes practice. It takes patience. It takes having having an open ear, an open mind, and an open heart. It's something that I struggle with a lot. Because believe it or not, I like to get my way. You would never know that, I'm sure. (laughs) But it takes a lot of practice to get there. So when I hear that song... I think of that. When I hear the story of Mary and Joseph, I think of that. It wasn't what was originally planned. Both Bing Crosby and David Bowie, as well as Mary and Joseph, it wasn't the original plan, the outcome. But they made the most of that. 
They worked with each other, with all the, the players, with all the characters involved. It's these oh-so-hard-to-teach things in life that Joseph taught Jesus. God picked Joseph for a reason. And all these behind-the-scenes tasks that nobody writes a song about. Seriously, the Beatles did not write a song about Joseph. Nor is there a song in those red hymnals of yours about Joseph. There are ones for Mary, for the Magi, for Jesus, even the shepherds. But Joseph, no song for Joseph. Joseph does not get the credit that Joseph deserves when he said yes. And I know not everyone expects credit or wants credit for what they choose to do. You know, in this church, as I look around, there are people that voluntarily take the curtains from this parlor and wash them twice a year and iron them and put them back up and nobody notices. There are people that hang this really big tree that comes in multiple pieces every year up for us that we never see or know about. There are people that build things like this communion table and this lectern. There are people that sit here and create these beautiful pyramids that hang on our walls. There are people that store these pyramids that go on our walls. There are people that fill these candles with oil. There are people that fill these communion trays with juice and bread. There are people that do all of these random tasks, like watering the plants that never seem to die like the ones in my home do. And they aren't always asked to do these things, but yet they do them. We have people that put mints in our bathrooms for us. There are beautiful behind-the-scenes tasks that keep this place running and going. And they don't expect lavish compliments or songs to be written about them. They say yes to these behind-the-scenes ministries because they are the Josephs that keep the world and the church running. It's the beauty that deserves them and each of you a front row seat to Christ's birth. I know a lot of us are busy people. We often remind ourselves to practice saying the word no. To unbusy ourselves. But in the same regard, when we're tired of interacting with people, when we get tired of working at relationships, when we either give in or give up so that we don't have to deal with compromise or figuring out what peace really means, that's when we need to remember the Josephs in our life and the Josephs that are within us and how they've taught us to live life together and to be peacemakers, and to listen, and to work together. And if it doesn't seem like it's a good fit, to keep brainstorming and thinking and working together. Because the beautiful people of God are always worth it. So good people, let's keep saying yes to these seemingly insignificant tasks. 
without ever expecting anything in return. Realizing these, these tasks are pretty important. Combined, they make us up and make up our world. In this process, let's remember that interacting with others is important too. And for us to have that peace-filled heart, open minds and ears. For what we do makes a difference. It matters. And on the flip side, tell people thank you when you see them doing these seemingly insignificant things. For our world and our church couldn't survive without the continuous selfless acts of Joseph's everywhere. Amen.